Welcome to the MGU, the Michael Genomatic Universe podcast. I'm one of your hosts. I'm Michael. And I am your other host. I'm Gina. Gina, we have gone through 15 movies. 15? It's 15. Pretty good. We are getting there. Remember when we thought maybe we'd do a couple of these and just kind of fade out because we were just kind of like, we don't know what we're doing. I didn't think that was really going to happen. Oh, maybe that's just me. Did you really think that or was that just... It was one of those things that I know about myself that sometimes with a project, I just kind of get bored with it and I'll be like, okay, that's enough. And I thought maybe because if there there weren't people listening or if there wasn't that much interest, I might just say, you know what? That's enough. Forget it. Why do we do this? hmm. But I'm really enjoying it. Okay. So even if no one was listening, are you enjoying it enough to keep going? Yeah, absolutely. I don't really... You know what about me? What's that? A project needs to be finished. Oh, right, right. It might take me 18 winding paths and many, many years, but once I start it, it's got to get done. Absolutely. And with the, with the like, let's say, like the editing, when I'm doing the editing, I, you know, I have to finish that once I start it. That's so there's true. these little projects. You are very much that way about the editing. But the bigger scope, I'm like, eh, that's too much. Let's be done with this. But, well, you're totally that about TV shows. About oh, God. Series. There's so many that you said, oh, I started it, but I didn't really. Well, because there's so many shows where people say, well, you just got to wait a few episodes and I just don't want to. <laughs> I want it to be good right I away. was just talking to your sister about uh, books. Yeah. Because I used to have that thing about books too. Like if I started a book, I ha- I felt compelled to finish it. And then someone said to me, look, there's so many books. You're never going to get through all of them. Right. Why spend time on something you're not enjoying? That is a really good point. I find the number of books in the world incredibly overwhelming. And I don't know <laughs> where to start because when I go into a bookstore, I don't really know what I like. Well, they did this thing. Yes. They helpfully sorted them into different genres. Right. Like self-help or Wait, why did you say that first? Romance. Why self-help first? <laughs> why, Gina? What is that? No, there's no No, there's no ulterior. Okay. No, self-help okay. is a section I have spent some time in. Okay. Romance is a section that I never go in, so I don't know why I said that second. The Fabio covers, did you miss them? Uh-huh. Do you remember those? Oh. Remember he was on the cover all the time? Before he was not believing it wasn't butter. <laughs> so you've spent some time in the romance section. Look, I've seen Fabio I don't know that covers. I... I've seen them. Oh, okay. I'm not okay. saying I've read them or mm-hmm. I gaze at them, although mm-hmm. he had it quite the body, let's mm-hmm. face it. Um, mm-hmm. Really big man boobs. Mm. Like really large. You know a lot about this. I do. Do you remember that he got he was on a roller coaster and he hit a goose while he was on the roller coaster? I know a lot about Fabio. <laughs> You just continue to amaze me, Michael. I don't don't know why I know so much. You weirdo. Anywho. Yeah. We're going to watch Spider-Man Homecoming tonight. I'm excited. Yeah. and I'm always excited. I always say that. Well, it's because these movies are exciting and I can imagine when you haven't seen them before, it even adds a little to it. Also... Right before we started the podcast, something happened that made me real mad. Yeah, yeah. Like so mad that I have a headache. We can talk about it. I mean, somebody wrote something on on your post. A really nice post that you put up on Instagram and somebody... Someone who's a longtime friend of mine. Right. And we have always disagreed politically and whatever, but then wrote something just really shitty. And I will vouch for the rage that I saw come through. Yeah. I just, 
it, yeah. Yeah, real mad. So the point is, is that I know that when I watch that, when we watch these movies, I feel good. I feel happy. It's a good escape. Superheroes. You know, we've talked about this over and over. This has been a rough year. It was an Absolutely. ugly election and it's yes. still ugly. Uh, Less ugly. Although it is over. Right. Well, no, it's not over. That's the thing. Because well, it is over. It's over and it's not over. There's a lot of things going on right now. By the way, it's about what is it? Six days after the election, and they're still counting votes, which is normal. But Biden is a clear winner, and yet Trump has not conceded. Right. And I mean, we could do a whole other podcast on this. But the point is, I don't go shit on people's pages, even when I disagree with them, especially if they're just posting something positive, Right. which I was posting about Kamala. It was a very positive post. It was just, wow, look at what women before her and now her have done like how can anybody not celebrate that regardless of how it's amazing some people just want to shit on whatever joy you're having and if you don't want to celebrate it fine but go away and i'm really trying to keep this pg but i kind of want to go into r yeah well we'll keep it pg-13 how about that does that include f-bombs if you need to drop an F-bomb, I think this is this would be the first F-bomb on the show. Feel free to drop one right now if you want to. Well, I'm just really fucking pissed right now. Thank you. There we go. <laughs> that and, actually did help a little. Oh, good. I'm glad. So, Thanks in, for listening to my tirade. Well, in light of that, we're going to watch Michael's Spider-Man. Michael's like, what do y'all think I do every day? Yeah, well, you know. So here we go, though. Right? We're going we're gonna to talk about Spider-Man. Yeah, Spider-Man. You feel good, though? You feel a little better? Got it out of your system? Yeah, no, I'm very much looking forward to just relaxing with my love on the couch, Aww. watching a movie, well, and good. podcasting, which is super fun. Which is fun, absolutely. Yes. So if you remember, we were introduced to Spider-Man in Captain America Civil War. Yes. Right? And you liked Spider-Man. I did. I thought yeah. he was really fun. And yeah. He was, yeah. So now you have a whole movie dedicated to Spider-Man. You probably already know, just based on what you saw the character, what kind of character he actually is. A little bit, right? A little bit, yes. And I had, you You told me, you gave me a spoiler and told me that it is not an origin story. It is so not. So I didn't go into some elaborate thing that, of course, I actually already knew that it was a spider bite. So I was kind of excited because I thought I actually had a chance. But, but no. But no. Well, it's interesting because there were five Spider-Man movies previous to this. There were three with Tobey Maguire and two with Andrew Garfield. And they both were... Well, they both did the origin story, mm-hmm. which was interesting. I didn't so, see any of those And you movies. didn't see any of them. So I think the idea that Marvel had was probably if you've seen... It's been If done. you're coming to Spider-Man, you've seen this one, you've seen all the other Spider-Mans, yeah. or at least most of them, or you have an idea of what it is. Sure. So why rehash it? I wish the Batman movies would learn that, that we don't always need to see his parents be shot in the alley because that happens every time. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's a little annoying. So this will just be kind of caught in the middle. Sure. Where, which is good, which is a good thing. Yes. But uh, I did like the character, and I'm looking forward to seeing him again. Yes. it's going. I think this might be a movie that helps a little bit tonight because it's a little bit lighter than what we're used to. Okay. Okay. I don't know if it'll be what you consider a good one, but it is a lighter movie. Sure. Which is Ooh, good. Thing. Maybe I got it right then, because I kind of have a little lighter theme with my. That would be fantastic. <laughs> that would be great. So, uh, before we get into that, 
just a reminder that you can contact us at mgupodcast23 at gmail.com. We love to hear questions. We love to answer questions. And we're going to answer some questions right now in the segment we call Mailbag. JC asks, who is your favorite superhero across any media? What do you like about them? Are they in the Marvel Universe? If so, would you like to see them represented in the MCU if they haven't been yet? JC, that's actually four questions. That's okay. We'll we'll take them <laughs> one at a time. Well, I but think they all they relate. It's four questions, though. Yes. <laughs> um, oh, want... I'm just owly tonight. You are. That's okay. Uh, JC, she's taking it out on everybody. I love me. you, JC. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so I had, this is a tough one. Because I think if I was going to go with my initial thought, it would be Superman just because that was my childhood superhero. And I loved him because he's so strong. He could fly. He could do, he could really do anything. And other than kryptonite, didn't have really any weaknesses. Mm -hmm. And as I've gotten older, I think one of the things I appreciate with superheroes is when they do show vulnerability. Yes. And so... That's how was you know that that's a tough one for me. So I I guess I'm thinking through all these movies I've seen and comic books, anything that I've gone through. And probably my favorite superhero I was going to name one is probably Blade. We haven't got you you don't know anything about Blade, I know, but he's uh, he's a superhero that is half vampire, half human. So he has all the weaknesses. I'm sorry, all the strengths of a vampire and none of the weaknesses. So he's called the Daywalker because he can actually walk around during mm, the day mm-hmm. uh, and not basically explode and i think i just kind of fell in love with the character because of the because of the movies blade and blade 2 that he was played by wesley snipes and it was so good it was such a cool world with all the vampires that he's killing and all the little things that were created by it blade 2 was directed by guillermo del toro who did all mm-hmm. uh, who, who's a visionary yes. and it's such a wonderful movie and at the same time he's, he's really powerful he doesn't have a lot of weaknesses but he does have vulnerability. And I like that about him. Okay. And I'm really excited because he... Oh, go ahead. You were going to ask me something. You finish your Keep thought, going. Mr. Chatty. I'm really excited because there is going to be a new Blade movie played by Marshala Ali. And I don't know exactly when it's coming out, but it is coming. And I'm super excited to see what they do in the MCU with him. So it's probably my favorite is Blade. Oh, in the MCU it's coming. Yeah, yeah. Well, okay, so that gets to what the question I was just going to ask, because the fourth part of JC's question was, if if so, are they in the Marvel Universe? If so, would you like to see them represented in the MCU if they haven't been yet? Absolutely. So, yes. So, I was going to ask between, because you identified Superman as another one. Yeah. Would you like to see Superman? Well, Superman's a DC hero, so he'll never cross over into the Marvel Universe. So, would it be cool if Superman did cross over? Sure. It would okay. be interesting. But it... Superman, interestingly enough, I think that was one of the things with Marvel. Stan Lee, with he wrote a lot of these characters and made them, and I think he made them with with vulnerabilities on purpose so people could relate to them. Mm-hmm. So they had problems. And I like that about these, and I don't know if DC did that as much. Maybe I think mm. that he was trying to maybe differentiate himself from DC a bit. Okay. So yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. What, how about you? Well, for me, I mean, I'm as we've established over and over again. I, I don't have a lot of superhero experience this right, is all right. very quite new for me so i took this in a more general way uh who's your favorite superhero across any media what do you like about them i'm just going to generally say i love it when 
superheroes are female. Yeah. Because that's growing up, that's not something. I mean, Wonder Woman, mm-hmm. but that was about it. Yeah. You know, it was. Yeah, it really was. It's not much. Yeah. So as a as a middle aged woman who grew up in a society that was very was is, is. very male dominated. Yeah. Right. Um, you know, it really, and I, I've thought about this a lot, even with, well, with the election and mm-hmm. Kamala Harris being, you know, I think about young girls and young girls of color. Now they have someone, oh, that represents me. And that's, that's what's so cool. Like when I see Scarlett Johansson just kicking ass, yeah. you know, as Black Widow, it's like, yeah, yeah. she's so badass Absolutely. and it just, it feels really good. So I, I love that. I love that. And are they in the Marvel universe? Well, We've been gradually getting more and more. I'm really looking forward to seeing Captain Marvel. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm excited about that. So I guess that's my answer. I feel like Marvel's doing some course correction too with some of the heroes they're going to be coming out with eventually. And as far as introducing more diversity, like Blade. Blade is a, is a black superhero. Yeah. And there's Ms. Marvel is going to be coming to Disney Channel. And Ms. Marvel is a Muslim superhero. Oh. So there's there, they seem to be introducing more and more. How do you know all this? Are you reading about it? Yeah, I read yeah. about it. I mean, I can't go look at any of that because... Right, right. I mean, let's face it, I probably wouldn't anyway. You wouldn't. <laughs> or, or maybe after this is all over, you'll be addicted and well, be like, I've I gotta been, follow this. I mean, I have been peeking at the, the magazine on the table, that Marvel... Mag- oh yeah, it's just magazine I got it. you, and you said it's full of spoilers. And I look at it sometimes, and I think, oh, I would kind of like to look through that. But anyway, I'm glad you haven't. So, all right, you ready for another question? I'm ready for another. Shay asks, "What's missing?" It's vague on purpose. Have fun answering. Oh my gosh! Just what's missing? What's missing, man? Would you like is- me to start? Yeah. Basic human decency. Just in the world in general. That's my answer. Yes. That's a really good answer. Basic human decency. I mean, think of all of the situations we face every day. If basic human decency was brought into most of those situations, how different might things be? Yeah. Yeah. I guess. Seems to be hugely lacking. Yeah. um, I think just kind of maybe to add to it a little bit is. Well, I mean, you can have your own. Well, yeah, I mean it's not the, it's it's different, but it's kind of the same in the same realm. And I think it's the inability for people to see beyond themselves. Mm-hmm. So that's a big one for me. Yeah. I think um, yeah. when when I think about even in terms of the election or just even my well, I can actually look at it personally as well. Uh, thinking about how things affect me rather than oh maybe these how do these actions affect that population or mm-hmm. this person or somebody close to me. Mm-hmm. Um, it's something I. I been working on a long time and I think a lot of people do but there's a lot of people that aren't even aware enough of themselves to do that right so I think that's a big deal yeah wait there's one more thing missing yes it's that cherry fudge ice cream oh that is so good Traverse City fudge oh my gosh we should go get some of that we should do that should we do that after this yeah okay is that the mailbag that's the mailbag okay Before we get to our favorite part of the show, Gina, I just want to remind everybody that during this broadcast, at some point, you will hear a bark. That bark is from Charlie the dog, who is our version of Stanley, because as you know, Stanley shows up in every single one of these movies. We want this bark to show up in every one of our broadcasts. In fact, maybe you've already heard it. Mm. It's possible you may have to go back if you're just Mm. wondering, hey, did I hear a bark? Why was there a bark? I don't know. So you may have heard it. Otherwise, you might hear it later. 
Anyway, if you hear that bark, what we want you to do is email us, mgupodcast23 at gmail.com, and let us know the timestamp of when you heard the bark, and you can win either a pint glass, a mug, or a coffee mug, a coffee mug or a tote bag. And if you've already won, fabulous. If you've already won, fab think, think, swag. It's really good. Get one for your partner, especially right. if it's a pint glass. That way you can you can totally toast each other while you listen to the show. Yes, twinning, so, twinning with our swag. Exactly. So listen for the bark. It'll come yep. eventually. Yes. So Gina. Yes. How was this one as far as coming up with a story based on the movie poster? Easier, harder, about the same as it, always. It just it just came flowing right out. Yeah. Wonderful. Kind of. <laughs> well, it's good. That's good. So, <laughs> it doesn't mean it's better, but it... Well, they're never... But it made my day go a lot better. Oh, that's good. Because I didn't have to stress... Yeah. That, oh, so it didn't, you didn't feel like you were struggling. Sometimes it's really stressful. It absolutely is, yeah. But Spider-Man, you no, actually... No, you don't know. No, I don't, uh, which <laughs> is great. This is the best part of my job is that I don't have to do that. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. why don't we hear your story of what Spider-Man Homecoming is about? Sure. Maybe. Sure. Okay. The boy who is Spider-Man. I didn't remember his name. The <laughs> Wait, you already don't know his name? No. Okay. You know, you could go to back and look at Civil War. You can... Never mind. Yeah. I No, I, I thought about... Should I... You know, because sometimes I thought, well, maybe I should look these up so I'm not quite as much of an idiot. But it seems like y'all sort of like the idiot. Uh, yeah, that's true. That's anyway. part of the fun here, isn't it? Let's uh, face it. All right. I'll shut Gina up now. Gina the Stooge. I'll just shut up now and not laugh. The boy... <laughs> you can laugh all you want. Okay. All right. The boy who is Spider-Man has come home from his big adventure with the Avengers to live with his aunt, Marissa Tomei whose name I also don't remember. Okay. They have a new neighbor. By the way, that was also in Civil War. They have a new neighbor <laughs> who has a beautiful daughter, and Tom Holland is smitten. There's a big homecoming dance coming up, and he's trying to get up the courage to ask her to the dance. <laughs> yep. Meanwhile, his dad, the Michael Keaton character, sure. turns up and wants to try and reconnect with him after years of absence. Tom Holland reluctantly begins to trust him, but we soon find out that Michael Keaton is the bad guy. Turns out he has a longtime beef with Tony Stark and is just using his son to try and get to Tony and steal his amazing technology and Iron Man suit. It's very personal. Just when we think Spider-Man is going to get to be a normal kid and go to the homecoming dance, he realizes that he has inadvertently put Tony Stark at risk. There's an epic fight where he has to make a choice, and he very symbolically helps Iron Man take down his own vengeful, vengeful father. So you see, homecoming has many homecoming meanings in this movie. And in the end, we will see that Spider-Man has solidified himself as a member of the superhero crew. And yes, he gets the girl. That's a, That's solid. I like the idea of Homecoming having several meanings. Mm-hmm. It's a it's very a layered movie. It is. Perfect. It's like an onion. Well, well we're going to go see how you did, okay? Okay. So we're going to go see Spider-Man Homecoming starring Tom Holland, Michael Keaton, Robert Downey Jr., Marissa Tomei, Zendaya, John Favreau, and Laura Harrier, and directed by John Watts. Are you ready? I'm ready. Here we go. <laughs> Okay, we are back after watching Spider-Man Homecoming. 
And, well, different kind of movie. Mm-hmm. A little bit lighter. Yes. Very L- silly. A little bit lower stakes. Right. You know? So, I mm-hmm. think, especially compared to the world domination schemes of other villains. Correct. <laughs> right? Yes. So, uh, so before we get into our big discussion, we should probably do our little 24-word synopsis. Oh, yes. Right? And, yes. Uh, well, first of all, before we do that... How do you feel about how well you did on your story? Oh, yeah. My story. Um, there was a homecoming dance. There was. It was a literal homecoming. Yes. So you got that part. So I pretty much nailed it. Yeah. That's all you needed. A plus. I can't remember any of the rest of my story. Either, I just actually. know that there was a homecoming dance. and Michael Keaton was not Peter Parker's father, it turns out. He was someone's father, He though. was someone's father. Mm-hmm. So it was close. Mm-hmm. And you did figure out that he was the villain. Let's see. Probably because of the menacing look on the poster. Of course, Michael Keaton always looks menacing, so. The biggish star who shows up in one of these movies is usually the villain. That's really true, That's isn't it? That's pretty predictable. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> uh, let's see. Everything yeah, else it's was homecoming. Bust. Homecoming. Good job. Great. All right. Okay. Let's do the 24-word synopsis. Sure. Do you want to go first? Sure. All right. Let's hear it. Peter is hopeful hero, but also rebellious teen. Does some good, takes serious risks, screws up, but then avenges self by saving Tony's stuff. <laughs> and, uh, by saving <laughs> his stuff. Yeah. And it was Tony's stuff. Well, right. Yeah. I think that's a solid, that's... solid... <laughs> Synopsis. That's my synopsis. Really covered the whole movie. How about yours, Michael? All right. You ready? Yes. Spider-Man wants to be an Avenger. Tony Stark says no. Spider-Man screws up. Tony takes suit. Spider-Man defeats Vulture. Tony says yes. Peter says no. Oh, I like it. <laughs> right? I like it. Thank you. You, follow, you. you did a good job following the twists and turns. I think so, too. Mm-hmm. I mean, don't get me wrong. There are... A lot of other things that happened. Yeah. But you I think? think that was the quick and dirty sure, version. Right. It's so, twenty four words. That's all we got. That's yes. all Sean I like gave it. us. I do too. It's so, a fun it's a fun bit. Well, before we talk about the movie, we should probably do some fun facts, don't you think? Let's do some fun facts. Okay. Spider Man Homecoming was released on July seventh, twenty seventeen. It was written by Jonathan M. Goldstein, John Francis Daly. John Watts, Christopher Ford, Chris McKenna, Eric Summers, and it was directed by John Watts, who had directed the movies Cop Car and Clown, which had... What? That was all he'd done before What even is that? It's a great question. Hmm. Both of those movies together had a total box office take of about $180,000. Where did he come from? I'll get to that. Okay. Possibly. Okay. Opening weekend, the movie made $117 million. Domestically, it made $334.2 million. Worldwide, the movie made $880.2 million, which was number 10 in the MCU and number 68 all time. It had a reported budget of $175 million. Okay. It received a 92% on Rotten Tomatoes, and the audiences gave the film... I wanted to think they were going to give it a B plus, but I bet they gave it an A. They sure did. Yeah. They sure yeah. did. Oh, now I have a feeling of what you thought of the movie. You don't know. Um, no, you I don't. don't know me. Not yet. Some critics thought this was the best Spider-Man movie to date, praising the lighter tone and focusing more on the expl- exploration of the characters. Also, critics liked Holland's portrayal of Peter Parker as well as Michael Keaton's villain, the Vulture. Mm-hmm. 
Spider-Man was created by Stan Lee and Steve Ditko, as all superheroes seem to be. And Spider-Man first appeared in the comic book anthology Amazing Fantasy No. 15 in August 1962. Stan Lee said his idea for Spider-Man came from the increase in teenage demand for comic books, and he wanted to create a hero the teenagers could identify with. Lee added a hyphen in the name because he thought it would look too much like Superman if he didn't. Oh, interesting. Yep. The Amazing Spider-Man number one was published in March 1963 and eventually became Marvel's number one series. Readers identified with issues Spider-Man faced, such as teenage angst, money issues, and the question of existence. A 1965 Esquire poll of college campuses ranked Spider-Man alongside Che Guevara and Bob Dylan as college students' favorite revolutionary icons. Wow. Isn't that interesting? That is. Yeah, I found that pretty cool. Director John Watts made the cast watch John Hughes movies to prepare because this, above all, is a coming-of-age film. And who did coming-of-age movies better than John Hughes, except now without the casual rapey scenes and racism? Uh, yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> if you can so remember true. 16 Candles. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Anywho, 1,500 actors auditioned for the role of Peter Parker, and it was eventually narrowed down to six. Tom Holland actually tested with Chris Evans and eventually emerged as the favorite. The Russo brothers, who directed Captain America Civil War, liked Holland because he was so close to Peter Parker's actual age. Parker is 15, Tom Holland was 19, and because of Holland's dancing and gymnastics background. By the way, if you ever want to see something funny, he does a singing in the rain lip sync thing on YouTube you can find. Oh. And you can actually see him in action. All right. The dude can dance. Really? He's really good, yeah. He, it goes from... Singing in the Rain to, I can't remember who the artist is, but it's, it's pretty great. So we we'll should watch check that. it out. We might have to link to that one. Director John Watts worked with the Russos to see how they were going to handle Spider-Man scenes as he prepared to direct Homecoming. Watts said he was excited to explore the ground level of the MCU, a world where characters like the Avengers exist but only have been depicted in previous films at the penthouse level of the Marvel world. Mm-hmm. As stated previously, John Watts had only directed two very small films, so how the heck did he get this gig? How? Producer producer Kevin Figg said, We really liked his movie Cop Car. We met with him four, five, or six times, and each time he had more and more interesting things to say. And at Marvel, it always comes down to ultimately, quote, We can make a movie with this person for two years. We could spend almost every day with this person for two years. So let's go. And you have, I guess. Yeah. So anyway, those are the fun facts. Okay, Gina, let's get into the movie. Okay, but Michael. Yes. It wouldn't be the end of the world if my paper wrestled on the podcast, would it? <laughs> it really wouldn't. You're such a perfectionist. Well, there was a lot of it. I can hear it very loud and clear in my headphones. You always wait for all my fidgeting, all my shuffling. There it is. But I, it, it's... You know, it makes editing easier when I don't have to take stuff out. Okay. So that's all. Hey, Michael. Yes. I want to know who your MVP was. Well, I mean, it's really obvious in this movie, I think, who the MVP is. To me, it's Michael Keaton. It's uh, Adrian Toomes. uh, Michael Keaton is, first of all, he's he's Michael Keaton, and he's amazing. He's one of my favorite actors. I think he's great in pretty much everything he does. And he's such a great villain. That menacing look he gives Peter when they're in the car right before they go to the homecoming dance, that little scene is so terrifyingly good. He really is a great villain. He's so good. And I like that he's a villain. Again, it's a small scale. He's, I mean, he's doing bad stuff, but it's really, when you think about it, he gets screwed over at the beginning of this movie by damage control that 
organization. Right. They basically take money away from him and his uh, his company, and he ends up taking the technology and selling it and gets a ton of money. So he kind of has a point that he's getting screwed. One of the things I love about Michael Keaton is that he can equally play a villain like that right. or just sort of a hapless comedic. Yeah. He he, you know, like he fits in a lot of different roles. He really I does. Think. I mean, I th- when yeah. I think back on things I've seen him in, he's yeah, he's well, good. Even in this movie where they had the kind of the dichotomy where he's the dad at home, right? And he's kind of the goofy dad making the dad jokes, and right, right. And all of a sudden, he's this horribly menacing person. So he's fantastic in this movie. I really liked him. So he was my MVP. Okay, all right. Well, I am gonna go with Ned. Ned, <laughs> I, can, I get that. Because I just, he was just a wonderful sidekick yes. and he, he had, I thought he had a wonderful combination of being the sidekick and being the guy in the chair, as right. he would say, the guy in the chair. having that important role, but also totally fan, fangirling. Yes, over, absolutely. You know, oh, but, oh, oh, yeah. oh, but you could do, but did you, but did you meet, did you do, you know, yeah, and he was just, so great. he played that really so well. And I just, so I just, I really liked his comic relief through the movie and just his role. His yeah, role. I agree with you. And I actually went back and forth because I like Ned a lot. Yeah. And I actually like a lot of the characters in this movie, especially the, the high schoolers. Because they're high schoolers, and they actually treat them like high schoolers. Yes. Uh, Ned is a really good friend to Peter. They're Mm -hmm. good friends. And that comes across so nicely in this. But there's also the teenage angst. There's the being unsure how to talk to a girl. Mm -hmm. All these little things that were very, very good and very handled really well. I love that part of the movie. And, of course, they're nerds. They're nerds, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, they're complete nerds. But I also, I mean, just the whole high school, which we'll talk about in a moment, I think. But um, but anyway, I think that's that's a great choice. Yeah, that's my MVP. All right. So let's talk about the movie a bit. All right. Uh, I mean, just to kind of sum up the movie, basically, as we talked about, Adrian Toomes is just Michael Keaton's character. He gets a contract to clean up after the Avengers, the mess in New York. Which is a a great premise, It gets pulled from him. And he eventually just goes to a life of crime. He t- starts taking the technology and selling it for money and making money. And meanwhile, Spider-Man is trying to essentially become an Avenger. He's right. trying to fit in, but he's doing kind of small scale superhero stuff. Still very clumsy, mm-hmm. awkward, uh, you know, trying to just trying to live a teenage life. He lives with his Aunt May, uh, who's very understanding about everything he does. Doesn't yes. know anything about Spider-Man, but is very good and um, eventually oh and there's a lot of tony stark in this movie there is a lot of tony which stark is great. in this movie tony well, he's stark, mentoring him he's so. mentoring yeah tony stark trusts him with a suit trusts that he'll do the right thing does not do the right thing tony takes a suit back but then in the end he defeats a vulture who by the way is his girlfriend's father mm-hmm. nice little twist there that was fun a very silly twist but at the same time it worked it did it and, did and uh yeah so that's essentially it. And, and then Tony offers to make him an Avenger, and Peter says no. Peter says, I don't want to be an Avenger. I'm not ready yet, essentially. And then there's Pepper Potts. What the heck? Where's she been? Oh, well, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Okay. So there's so this movie is interesting, again, because of, I think the scale of it, where we're so used to Avengers movies, and we're so used to these big things, big things happening. Even Doctor Strange had basically an event that would have destroyed the universe mm-hmm. and there's this one which mm-hmm. is just it's he's basically a weapons dealer that's what the vulture is right and peter's trying to stop him 
Right. So even the, and I like how they explain the Avengers not being as part of this because he said, nah, this isn't really, that's a, that's a bit below our pay grade, as Tony Stark said. Right. right. It's a little bit low, which I thought was kind of funny because these are pretty heavy weapons, but cool. Well, and one of the things I was thinking was, okay, they've gotten a hold of the technology and they're making these terrible weapons. Those weapons are out in the world now. Yes. I'm very concerned about this. Yes, you should be. You should that's be. That's what I'm... That's, like, they're everywhere now. Right? Yeah, it's this a problem. a problem. Yeah, it is. So what are some things that from the movie that you really liked? Well, right out of the gate, I was just... I mean, I was happy to see Spider-Man again. I was happy to see Peter mm-hmm. Parker because he's just a fun character. And they completely embraced his teenageness. You yes. know, that opening scene where he's with Happy and he's filming everything at the beginning. Yes. Just like, you know, that was great. Yeah, that was, it was great. That just, that I thought it set it off really, really well. So I really, really liked that. I liked a lot of the humor. I, um, for example, the scene where he's, one of the early scenes when he's trying to help out in the world and do good in the world and he keeps making mistakes. Yeah. You know, that was funny. That was really cute. I liked that there was some decent music. There wasn't a ton of it, but at least they put some yeah. real songs in that Definitely. were a little bit relatable. Hey, anytime you can put the Ramones oh, in a that, movie soundtrack, yeah, I'm all that for was it. Wonderful. Yeah, I like how they just I, I like how they showed him developing and getting the hang of his skills. Yes. You know, and making the mistakes. I thought that the dynamic with, so even though I was very wrong in my synopsis, um, there were kind of multiple themes with the homecoming. Yeah, absolutely. And, and Tony, Tony Stark sort of taking on that fatherly role. I mean, this was predictable. We saw it, we saw it coming, but right. I liked it. I yeah. liked it a lot because I felt like it helped us take Tony Stark to the next level a little bit too. Yes, I mean, we, we've seen a lot of him. And if he's going to keep being in the movie, let's, in the movies, let's, uh, let's keep developing him. Yeah. Definitely. And the Pepper Potts thing, you know, sort of just faded away and went nowhere. So mm-hmm. he yeah. can be a, he can be a dad. Yeah. He can be a single dad. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> oh, I, Michael Keaton. I, I yeah. thought he was great. And while it was a different kind of villain, mm-hmm. He's he's great, and I feel like I haven't seen him in anything in a while. And at first, I thought, oh, is he too old? But no, it it worked. He's he's he, he's Michael Keaton. He looks <laughs> he has that Michael Keaton look. He always will, you know. It's just he he's he's actually one of those people I think looks more interesting. He's got as he's gotten older. Yeah, and really. Yeah, I, I mean, he's just he's got that face. It's so expressive, mm-hmm. and. I mean, I'll just add on to this because I was going to say Michael Keaton as well. Of course you are. I mean, because he's so great. But what I like in this movie is that he is such a good villain. And I I think we've talked about this in previous movies in the MCU. A lot of the villains aren't that great. Right. They're just not. And they they should be, but they're just kind of, okay, they're there. Uh, What's their motivation? I don't really know. And I find it interesting that on this one, where it's a smaller scale villain, way more interesting. Well, he was definitely a more kind of gritty, real villain. Yes. You know, yeah, he op- they open with that scene and he's just kind of in his, I don't know, he's in a jumpsuit and he's mm-hmm. working the tools and trying to, you know. Yeah. Yeah. He's cleaning up. He's cleaning Absolutely. up. He's a junk guy. Yeah. Right? So, <laughs> he's a junk guy. Yeah. He's a junk guy. Yeah. It's alien junk, but it's junk. Yeah. Yeah. So that, I think that made it more relatable. I agree. He was, yeah. So he was definitely great. Um, another thing that I really liked was, oh, I loved the little snippets with Captain America. So good. I mean, just, you know, when we get this far into the the universe and we have all this back history, for when they bring in those little snippets and keep 
just tying it all mm-hmm. together and then just take that aspect of Captain America and turn it into just something hilarious. Yes. So funny. It was very little, funny. Um, to reiterate, they were just, they were like, basically he was, he was sort of the infomercials for um, the students. Well, it was like, it was like old fifties videos, like the fitness videos and like just like old timey kind of thing where it was like, yeah. I don't, yeah. He was the school kind of information session, you know, when you got detention, you had to listen to yeah. him. I, I just, that was My- one of the best lines in there was when they're watching it in the assembly and Hannibal Burris, um, I guess he's, well, he's the guy who's in detention. The the teacher who's in detention, but he's a part of the assembly. And he says something, I think he might be a war criminal now. I'm not totally sure. Well, Don't worry about it. He's, that, he's such a great actor. He's I, such a great touch. I just love, I mean, he was perfect for that role. Yeah, I, mean, I don't so know if good. he's, I guess saying he's a great actor might be a little extreme. He's a very funny comedian. Are we t- we're talking about Hannibal Burris, right? Yes. Okay, good. I love him. <laughs> I, I love too. him. I think he's great. <laughs> I love him. Broad City, I mean. Oh, that's right. Yes. Oh, yeah. It's so fabulous. That's what I know him from. So <laughs> anyway, what are some of the things that you liked? So, uh, I mean, to just double up everything you said, okay. obviously. So uh, I love the way high school is portrayed in this movie. I think it makes sense when I hear that Tom Holland said we had to watch John Hughes movies before we could before we started filming, it makes total sense because this is a coming of age story mm-hmm. completely. I, I think that's what shined for me in this movie more than anything was, were the relationships between all the, uh, between all the, the high school students, especially Ned and, and Peter, such a great relationship, but also the fact that there was the awkwardness with, um, Peter trying to date Liz or, uh, or, or MJ, I like MJ's introduction. She's just kind of this student who's in the background being kind of an a-hole the whole time. Right. But, but she's funny. Yeah. Because we all know that we all know that person, mm-hmm. right? We all do. Mm-hmm. And I love that part of it. And just the fact they're all, yeah, they're all nerds. But even the teachers were interesting. I thought they, even though they were all these small parts, uh, Martin Starr, who plays the uh, the teacher for the academic decathlon. Right. I loved his character. Right. Because he's obviously likes everybody, but he's, He's kind of a clumsy teacher trying to be kind of cool. Right. Not really. So I love how that's all portrayed. Okay. Really great. Uh, I love, I also like uh, Marissa Tomei. I think she's great in this. It's a small role. Aunt May, she's a really important role. She really cares about Peter. She's worried about him. There's that scene where it's like, where have you been? You don't do this to me. You don't do this. And and Peter says something in the movie. that says, she's been through a lot. Um, and yeah, what, what has she been through? So I think it's implied because it's the idea that people know the backstory of Spider-Man, which obviously maybe you don't as much besides the radioactive Right. But so I was like, did I forget from the other movie (laughs) or do I, did I never know? Cause I never know if I forgot or never knew. (laughs) Well, the previous movies, what happened is Spider-Man, um, what happens? I'm trying to remember now. Oh, uncle, there's Aunt May and there's uncle Ben. And Uncle Ben actually dies, okay. and uh, dies while Spider-Man is trying to rescue or trying to save the day. Uncle Ben dies, okay. and one of the th- lines in that movie is, "With great power comes great responsibility." And those are from the early movies. I think it's actually from the comic book. So um, that's a big line. It really that's is. That's a line that comes out all the time in all kinds of different. It really scenarios. does. I didn't yeah. realize that that's was where that, that came from. Yeah, hmm. yeah. But it, so I think that's implied mm-hmm. then, without actually it being said. Because, okay. again, we just skipped into it, went right there and said, okay, you know the story. 
Um, not everybody's you, Gina, and doesn't see these movies. <laughs> so, but I think that's why. I was not there. everyone lives under a, a rock. Right, exactly. Yes. Even though you talked about how this was sort of a, a, a more simple, uh, less at stake, you said. Yeah. However, this had a scene that was one of the more terrifying scenes for me. And it was when he was on the Washington Monument. Just yeah. the way they did the heights. Yes. Oh. Yeah. Whew. That was a really good scene. That whole thing was very intense. I must have been very wrapped into it because it was... Boy, it was very anxiety provoking. Well, it could be one of those things where in your brain, it's that situation you hope you would never be in in an elevator where it's possibly going to fall to the ground. Well, but it wasn't even the elevator. It oh, was just the height? Him. It was him on the outside oh, gotcha. of the building. And maybe it was a vulnerability he showed yeah. because he said, oh, I've never been up this high. Yeah. And even though, I mean, he he can climb a wall. He's Spider-Man. Right. But I thought, oh, so yeah. then there is a chance he could fall. And I just, I don't know. I got into it. that. That was the moment. It just felt terrifying to me. Mm-hmm. Way more terrifying. Way more at stake for me than two fighter planes shooting at each other. Because right. I think I'm used to seeing that and knowing it's going to end up okay. Yeah. And of course, I didn't think he was going to fall and die. But I just... That that's one of the most terrifying things for me. Thinking of being like when I see window washers up on skyscrapers. Oh, those heights. Oh yeah. Whew. Whew. I could feel you tense up watching that. That was yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, absolutely. The other thing I would say is just Tom Holland as Spider Man. He's so good. And he is really good. So he, this is the third Spider Man that I've seen. Right. So the first one is was Tobey Maguire, who played it pretty straightforward, not really goofy. Which Spider Man is a goofy character, even in the comic books, very goofy. I don't remember how Andrew Garfield played Spider Man because, which tells you how much I remember about Amazing Spider Man and what I thought of them. I mean, I didn't see Amazing Spider Man two because I wasn't really impressed with the first one. Mm-hmm. So. Um, the way Tom Holland played this is so great. He's goofy, but he's very sensitive. And I think that comes through, like you said, with him learning the powers. Um, he was very awkward. He's clumsy. He makes a lot of mistakes. It reminded me of when the James Bond franchise rebooted it with Daniel Craig and they did Casino Royale. Daniel Craig had just become a double O agent in that movie and he's making mistakes left and oh, right. He's okay. just screwing up. And I like that. I like that he's... Because yeah. it, it provides some vulnerability. Right. It, it provides something to grow from. Right. Uh, so I liked all that. It was... He's a great Spider-Man. Well, also he showed... I mean, he was a... He showed his his caring when the suit lady, Karen... Karen, yeah. Karen, Karen. That was funny. Karen, yeah. When Karen said she kept wanting to default to what was the mode where... Oh, a kill mode? Kill mode yeah. or... <laughs> Ultra or uh, insta-kill. Instant kill, yeah. shoot and kill or, or something. something. Like yeah. And he was like, no, no, not <laughs> that. <laughs> you know, a couple like, no, I don't want to kill someone. And right. then he... I mean, even the scene when he saved Michael Keaton. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. There's, there's a lot to like in this movie. And I think I... For me, the main things that I liked were more with the character moments, more than the action moments. Yeah, yeah those, I would agree with that. So um, what are some things you did not like? Well, one of the things I didn't like was when the plane, when Happy sent the plane off full of Tony's stuff for the big move to go to the new headquarters, and there was that scene when he said, okay, okay, it's good, off it goes, and then he sort of turns, I don't know, to have dinner or something. And then all of that drama is happening. 
Michael Keaton's character, what was his name? The Vulture. Yeah, Vulture. Vulture, you know, Vulture and Spider-Man are having it out and the plane is is basically being picked apart. Yeah. Really? Nobody had an alert on that? (laughs) There wasn't, there wasn't a single, Iron Man didn't get like a little beep on his watch or something? Sure, sure. Come on. Hey, I'm with you. I, I know I have to. No, I got it, though. That makes sense. But that just, to me, was... Well, it was in stealth mode. (laughs) No. No? Okay. No. (laughs) I tried. I thought the movie, and I I felt this more at the beginning, felt clunky. Mm -hmm. Tell me more about that, because I had the same feeling. Yeah, and I don't know how to... Awkward, almost. There were... The pacing of it. I think Mm -hmm. it was the pacing of it felt strange and I don't know if I just got used to it or if they kind of worked through it yeah. as the movie went on but yeah the pacing of the scenes it just felt kind of strange and not that's... as well put together maybe as some of the other I don't know what, what well I I agree with you I, I think that well I wonder if that's a case of maybe this director have, taking on something that's maybe a little bit too big maybe you know uh, also if you look there's a lot of writers on this movie you know, when I read them off, mm. I think there were five writers. It's a lot going in, right? So that maybe it just happen. wasn't as cohesive because of That's that? That's possible. Yeah. And yeah. I, I think it kind of loses its steam in Act 3. And I, especially the last, the, the scene, the big battle between Vulture and Spider-Man, I think it's, I didn't think it was very well done. I think it's very, it's not very cohesive. It, it just felt like I was missing information. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. How long was the movie? It, that was what I was going to say. I think it's just too long. It was about two hours and 10 minutes. Yes. It's too long. I think it was about 20 minutes too long. I think that's a fair assessment. Okay. I think so. Yep. Okay. And I think it was my biggest issue. This movie's just too long. Yeah. It started to wear on me a little. And I, that doesn't usually, even in some of the long movies, and even some of the ones that weren't my favorites, I stayed pretty engaged. Here I was like, I wonder if we'll have time to watch... Uh, the Queen's Gambit tonight. I mean, <laughs> I that actually crossed my mind in the middle right. of the movie. Right. So I thought that's, you yeah, know. Yeah, that's fair. I kind of drifted away a little bit. Yeah. So. Anything else you didn't like? Uh, oh, Pepper Potts at the end. I love that you get so annoyed now with Pepper Come Potts. Come on. So well, I just, what do you think she got paid for that little? Well, I, I don't know. I mean, I'm what sure What was she gets the paid point? For, she's probably got paid. She gets paid. What's the point? Her. She didn't show up in those last couple. So let's, uh, fine. Let's just be done with her. Well, I just. That's not the way it works. So then was he going to go in and propose to her? The ring? I That whole thing was just, I thought that was a very weak scene. Yeah. Oh, just that part of the scene or the whole scene? Well, that was the whole scene. Well, basically. no, because he says Peter Parker says no. I'm not going to be an Avenger right now, Mr. Stark. Oh, that's right. See, I forgot the scene. I forgot the scene because I was so annoyed by that other stuff. Yeah, that's yeah. the thing. We had that really poignant moment, yeah. and Peter Parker makes this, you know, mature decision that sure. he's not quite ready and he's going to go do his thing. And I, I didn't even have like a second to catch my breath, and out pops Pepper Potts. We know your feelings about Pepper. You, you were you were fine with her not coming back. I, I. It's just, it isn't even, it's not, I, I don't know, I'd have to re-listen. I'd, I think that I liked her just fine. It's yeah. that if she's gone, she's gone, and that felt very contrived. Right. Well, they never really explained it in the movies what happened, except that they were, essentially, they weren't together. Yeah, he sort of had this vague, uh, well, we're, we're taking a break. Yeah. 
So no one knows? cares. Maybe some people do care. Do you? No. Okay. <laughs> Not really. But it didn't bother me. Like, I didn't care. Anyone? That much. Anyone out there? It Does was, anyone care? It was fine with me either way. Okay. Okay. That it was. Okay, she's back. Great. Good enough. So. You're so forgiving. It just doesn't really. That's why we're together. That's maybe true. You're very tolerant. Uh, anything else? Uh, I mean, well, no, I don't no. really have anything else that I wrote down. Yeah, I think the main things for me were just the length of the movie, the action scene, especially the last one was, I mean, it was okay, but yeah. I just, it didn't do it for me. It just, it honestly, I want to get back to the the more human moments <laughs> with the, the characters. Uh, it just didn't matter to me that much. Okay. Um, so those are the big things for sure. me. Well, one thing I want to add that I, I did like too, I also did like having Happy Hogan in the movie. I thought Jan, John Favreau was great in this. I agree. He's and, really funny. He's and he's been pretty, gone for a while, yeah. so it was kind of fun to have him. Again, it, it's fun to have that character come back from yeah. the past and remind, oh, yeah. Yeah, Especially definitely. for me, because, you know, I probably forgot all about him. And I'm like, oh, yeah, him. He's, he's here. He's I here. couldn't Great. remember his name, but then I wrote it down as soon as someone said it. Cause... He's probably very available and relatively cheap. So they're like, hey, who can we bring in <laughs> that's not going to ruin our $175 million budget? <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, they brought in Happy. <sighs> it worked out okay. Goodness. Anything else we want to talk about the movie, though, overall? that we. I think the only other thing I wanted to say that I learned in your fun facts, I think it's pretty cool that they pulled in a director like that who is... I do too. I mean, obviously, although I wonder, because they were really cranking out the movies at this point, and we know that they continue, because it's already 2017 at this point, Yeah, and it's only 2020 right now, and we still have a lot of movies left to see, so they were cranking them out, so maybe they needed to outreach a little bit, because... Other directors had other things going on, but I just I like the idea that they took a chance on somebody. So yeah. even if it wasn't as well done, I think that's cool. Yeah, and I think the that, idea that someone could do two unknown movies and then get to direct a Marvel movie, yeah, that's kind of well, it's kind of cool. The Marvel movies and what they've done with a lot of the directors. I mean, there's there are a few famous directors. There's also some journeymen, and then there's also these new people, right? Uh, you know, and I mean even. Even the Russo brothers, they had only done a couple... I mean, they'd done a lot of sitcom stuff, but then they come in and they do Captain America Winter Soldier and they just knock it out of the park. Right. And now you're going to see them several times. You have Civil War and they're going to be doing the the next Avengers movies. Right. They're doing a ton of stuff. Uh, Scott Derrickson did Doctor Strange, which he was doing horror movies. Right. And all of a sudden he's doing these big budget, crazy, mystic worlds and special mm-hmm. effects movies, that's a huge deal. And the fact that Marvel allows these directors to do that and some creative freedom, or oh, even James Gunn, Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. Wow, yeah. right? So yeah, I think it's really cool that they do that. Well, I've, I've really grown to, I mean, obviously I, I didn't know much about any of this. I didn't follow the comics, but Stan Lee, wow, what a dude. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean. Well, she, it's like the imagination. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, and very just, cool. And the heroes he came up with over time. I mean, just yeah. all the different ones and the characteristics he brings to them. Just the fact that they are they're all flawed in some way. Yeah. He brings a human element to all these characters. Which and is why we care about them. This is why we care. Um, well, let's talk about our rankings. Okay. Sound good? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Okay. I I have a feeling I know about where you're going to rank this, but I want to hear it. <laughs> Unless you want me to guess. What? Well, you know what? I will tell you. I am struggling because 
sometimes after we talk about a movie, my feelings change Yeah, a little bit. But I think I'm going to try to stick with my initial thought because we're going to be able to re-rank at the end. Correct. We will. Right. Right. So, okay. But I would like you to guess. Where I, do you think that I'm going to put it? I think you're going to be around... I think you liked Ant-Man better than this. So I'm going to say you're putting this at 12. God, you're good. Is that right? That's exactly where I put it. <laughs> I put it right after Ant-Man. I had a feeling that you liked this because you liked the quirkiness of it. But I, th- I had this feeling that you liked Ant-Man because you liked Ant-Man. And I just you seemed a little bit more excited by it. Yeah. I I wanted to, I especially after talking about it, I want to like this more yeah. than I did. And then, but part of it is once we started talking about it and you remind, I think one of the things is I get a little set in my ways and we get into (laughs) this kind of superhero pattern. And then when Guardians came along, remember, I didn't rate that all that high, but then I loved Guardians too. It was a little jolting and this was different too, because it was a coming of age. It was, it was a different kind of story. So after we talked about it, you sort of, you sort of talked me into liking it a little bit more so i almost was gonna rate it higher but then i thought no but but the clunkiness and just the yeah i just didn't love it as much as i wanted to because i did love tom holland and i thought michael keaton was great so listen to me justifying can i I talk for a few more minutes and just justify absolutely no i I really absolutely i I really don't want to (laughs) i would like to know where you I, i have a feeling you rated it higher than i did um, take a guess. Where do you think I rated it? Well, I don't have the thing in front oh, of me. Oh, okay. Then um, I'll, do, do I'll just, I can pass it, it over to you. Pass it Here. to me. Oh, but then the paper might shuffle it's and okay. you don't like we that. It's okay. We can shuffle it. Oh, you can shuffle oh, it. Oh, oh, Except you made some notes. So I now did. There's a oh, spoiler. Oh, that's right. I did. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Where, do, where would you have guessed, do you think? Do you think it would have been higher than what I have marked down there? I was going to guess that it was in around the right around the middle i think i thought you were gonna have it a little higher than you have iron man at nine and dr strange at eight yeah i think and then you have iron man three at seven i think i would have guessed between iron man three and dr strange okay i, th- I would have thought you put it at eight but, yeah but it looks like you're putting it a little lower yeah the more i've been thinking about it um i was having a, i mean this again this is where we get the mushy middle right mm-hmm. but i think i like the mushy middle is very difficult it is it is but i think i actually like ant-man better as well Ooh. yeah uh, so i'm gonna put this above thor and below ant-man so this will be number 11 okay wow yeah yeah it's and i remember liking this movie a lot more when i saw it in the theater and Maybe it was that I was so excited to see Spider-Man because I think Spider-Man's a great character. Sure. But it, it's a good movie. Maybe it was who you saw it with or the popcorn was extra good. It could have or been. Or you had a great night's sleep. It very well could have been. I don't know. <laughs> I liked it. I really like okay. this movie. Um, just like I like a lot of these movies. But this was, uh, the clunkiness really stood out for me this time. Okay. And so it, it, it affected it for me. It does. Me. So... There's where it is. You're getting to be a more discerning audience for the superhero movies. Maybe. As we're studying them. I'm not just some simple mark for these movies. No, you're a podcaster. That's right. So, uh, well, let's talk about what we have coming up next. Yes. What do we have coming up next? It's going to be Thor Ragnarok. So another Thor movie, which, by the way, my Thor movies now ranked, well, now they're going to be ranked number 12 and 16. And yours will be 14 and 16. Mm-hmm. So we're not high on Thor movies. Well, and here's the thing. People literally cannot keep their spoilers quiet 
about yeah. not liking this next movie. I already know that it, people don't like it. Thor Ragnarok? Mm-hmm. How do you know about that? Who told you that? Oh, if we went back through our, like, little things have slipped out just here and there, and, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, we'll mm-hmm. see if that come, is, is true. <laughs> oh, okay, Michael. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying anything. I mean. I'm not saying anything. As we go along here, people are getting a little loosey-goosey. They are. That's true. Uh, so we'll It's like be... they don't even care about what we're trying to do here. So we'll just have to suck it up and watch Thor Ragnarok, Even though it's going to suck. It's going to be awful. Uh, just a reminder, everybody, that we are on the social media. We are on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And, of course, email us, mgupodcast23 at gmail.com with your timestamp. And we're Charlie Barks, and you'll get some swag. And anything else? Yeah, or post post a picture of your own like Marvel swag or your Marvel Lego set or your kid wearing a Marvel costume. Yeah. We love that stuff. We also would love it if you reviewed us and gave us let us know how awesome we are sometimes. Yeah. I like, like compliments. Yeah, like tell us we're doing a great job or, you know, share our podcast on your page and say, Wow, these people this is surprisingly good. Yeah, surprisingly Listen good. Listen to us. Yeah, so gross. Yeah. I we don't are care. disgusting. We I will pander. I don't care. Um, so I think that'll do it then. That'll do it. All right. So we this is ridiculous. Ben. We really are. This has been the MGU Podcast. This is Michael. And I'm Gina. And we'll talk to you next time. Adios. Adios.